We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. We actually have a very special, special conversation with none other than executive producer, director, and all-around maestro of Fear the Walking Dead since the fourth season. The reason why we're releasing this as a special episode unto itself, even though part of that conversation was included in our live stream discussion, was because only the last part of it was included during the live stream discussion. We had promised you to give you the full breadth of our conversation, which mostly occurred before we went live. And the reason why this even all came about to begin with was because Sharon decided that it would be a great idea to surprise us prior to our live stream so that maybe we can include a special surprise visit. And thankfully, we went live long enough for people to see why we had been so late to the live stream, who the special guest was, and even a little bit of conversation with the folks in attendance. So without further ado, I present to you, Michael E. Satrazimus. Mikey! Hello! When when she said we'd have somebody special here. Oh my goodness. That's very special. I I wasn't going to miss this one. I'm so thankful and appreciative for all of you. I mean, you've helped propel story. There's a lot of things that you're not even aware of, just being the people that you are. Being so thorough, digging so deep into our intentions that it's really nice to to realize that what you do and and the level of thought and care that you put into everything that somebody out there sees it. You don't ever recognize it or realize it until you're a part of something successful, so much so that you start paying attention to the things that you really try not to pay attention to. Like, I don't pay attention to all the people that that love and or hate me and what we do, you know, (laughs) because that's just not beside the point. It's the experience of creating and, and there's so many things involved. Involved, you know, whether it's successful or not, the best episode that I've ever done, I have a, a list of a hundred things that I'm pissed at myself for and, and wish I would have caught and, Same. and, yeah. uh, and wish I would have done better. And <laughs> that's part of the experience of doing it. So I don't need anyone to bang on me for, for, for me to, for me to feel, feel the pain. All I have to do is rewatch anything I've ever made. And I'm like, Fuck, man, I, you know, God damn it. I missed it here. But to catch you guys, you amazing, beautiful men and women seeing what we do, really seeing it, seeing the intention a couple times you've gone down rabbit holes where i was like man i wish i would have really thought all of this that they're saying let me show you my notes right now for this episode (laughs) it is so flattering and fulfilling to hear that something resonates on the level that you really try to create on all the time you don't expect that this will ever occur because you know you know a lot of things we're doing logic base and little bits of performance and things that lead into the future and, and other parts that, that we know coming up that we're doing that for ourselves really as creators because you have to push and push but somehow all of you have caught those moments and it, it is beautiful and, and fulfilling so that's why I wasn't going to miss this moment oh, I, I normally you. hide from these sorts of things and it's not you know I just want to make stuff and, and hopefully people will know who I am and l- allow me to continue to make things but you have all been such special special individuals and, and supporters and you're clever shit <laughs> not only have you know kind of blown all of all of our minds you know we've had many conversations on set about you you know i mean that is, i'm like now i'm gonna finally flatter you with all the things Here we that, go. you know we have, we, have we, we have been blown away by by the things that you have caught and known and just been ahead of it lazy at your next level you've been ahead of some storylines 
it kind of blew my mind. It's a pleasure. I feel like I, I know you all very well, you know, because now we all just stalk each other from afar slightly. And, <laughs> and, uh, Ever but, so slightly know, it's, and gently. It's, uh, we're part of it. We're part of we're part of a family, you know. And mm-hmm. I and I do think that I've created for you at times. There's a pocket of people that you keep your bar high because you just want to. After a while, you want to see if you can catch that stuff if you can notice those things you know and Let's and all of there. you have so anyway i'm done talking for a second mm, we could keep going i appreciate you thank you for putting all those things in there for us to catch because that's one of my favorite things with shows like the walking dead is all the little easter eggs like the books where you put uh, the yearling in the bus with charlie which is a book about someone who gets caught in a hurricane so i appreciate that you guys take the time to put those things in there for us to find yeah well for anyone that knows you it's evident that you like that sort of, <laughs> sort of Easter eggs. I <laughs> caught a line that Daniel said in, in the last episode in German where he says, uh, I hate war. I forget what the, I, I'll, I'll look at my notes exactly, but which led me to a podcast speaking about children of people who have been in war. This is like a Kansas radio, public radio or something like that. This is something beautiful that we could share on the show too. Things that Everybody touch Everybody brings those sorts of things. You don't know who it's all going to come from. If you open up a sort of a selfless environment, you know, where you get rid of the ego and you get rid of the word no, you know, you're going to take that off the table right away, especially, in, you know, in the apocalypse. If we got, we, we had the word no around, these shows wouldn't have existed. And you get rid of the egos and high confidence levels. You have to keep those, let everything be collaborative and let everybody really bring it and uh, and find just kind of the toughest people on earth because <laughs> you got to be tough. It's kind of amazing what you can do and what you start bringing, you know, it starts being a magnet for people digging and bringing their own tidbits and their own little things i mean you know the the scrabble pieces with i love you came from our prop master at the time and used to come in with you know story surprise one episode i said every episode i expect colin thurston and i said i expect you to come in and bring me story bring me something not just a cool prop you bring something that elevates a story and he did that and i man, i mean just to be honest that moment i felt really dumb i was like i should have been the one to, to think <laughs> that but it's just so beautiful and when you open that door up and allow everyone to do it you start being a catalyst for these sorts of things you know what i mean and, and allow everybody to get involved in in the story and, and bring the emotional value high when you start breaking down all the departments and so many art fields and you know in this collaboratory thing filmmaking is that if you let everyone start working on an emotional level and bringing it in it's it's pretty amazing how high the bar can be raised especially just technically you know i mean these are all technical positions just crafting the light the cameraman that i've been able to, to convince to come come suffer with me you know we've really been able to create Adam Sushitsky and yeah. Court 5 from the beginning. I mean, Court shot our little cabin love story and running a lot of really talented people that create emotions with the technical job that they do. While you were talking, I was thinking to myself, for most people, it would cause them the shit bricks. Thinking of how many hands this project has to pass through to get all the way to the end, to the screen. And I think you're highlighting something that Phil had highlighted as well, which is, it's kind of amazing how we can not only pass it on, elevate it, pass it on, elevate it, but how everybody in the process brings something creative to the table from editing to props to post-production to direction costuming jojo casaris throwing up so many cool tidbits lately in the last few days it's It's amazing and the, yeah. cos- and the yeah. cosplayers are eating well today, by the way. <laughs> can't get, I can't get enough of it right now. Getting my messages right yeah. now. They're like, oh yeah. my God, JoJo just did this. I'm like, whoa, okay. Yeah. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> but I did, didn't I? Well, it's the, it's the end. I mean, I've, it's funny. I've been I think, quieter than I've ever been towards the end. It's, it's odd because we've processed the end in March.
large. You say goodbye to the people you love, the family, and then and then all of a sudden, months later, the end recirculates again, and you've got to kind of redo that. You know, I mean, everyone in you know interviews wants to to talk about the end, which I, I was actually really cool. I did a very long block of interviews, and I was so happy that hardly anyone asked me about the end. <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was so nervous. I was like, oh man, okay, these can't go like a half an hour a piece, and they're like, no, 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 we'll make them fifteen minutes. I'm so good with hello. I'm so bad with goodbye. I'm the guy that's like, I have to go to the bathroom and then I run away. <laughs> so, Maybe I'll go. But every, all these interviews, everybody was asking me about like the Grove, really cool questions and things. And I was so thankful for it because I'd rather just hide from the end. I, 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 you know, I know nobody's dead. We're all alive. We will get to work again. It's the most beautiful experience and, you know, super blessed. The highs and the lows, everything I got to really define myself to myself as a creator. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that's all you want to ask for is the challenges to define yourself, let yourself know what, what you're willing to do and create. I'm looking forward to the future. You know, this is a long journey, a long show and many beautiful people. And you're very aware towards the end that this is the end of a lot of characters. You process your own human part. You're losing out on friends and, you know, mine, I'm like, I'm an executive producer. I'll, I'll find another show and I'll hire everyone. I'll build this family back together again. <laughs> I mean, I just want to work with everyone forever. I'll make it happen. So I kind of have that in my head where I'm like, I'll be okay. And, you know, like where other people are like, man, I hope we work together. And I'm like, I will make sure it happens. But for the actors, you know, they're like, this is the last time I'm, I'm going to play this character. I'm not going to name any names because I don't. In, in this swimming pond too. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, and, you know, and it's not just personal. It's, you know, it's, it's something they built that they've lived inside this vessel of this other person. And it's a very big deal. Even successful shows now end in season three and season four. These long journeys, this is an age of a different part of television. I mean, we'll see. Television's about to change rapidly again. The whole business is. So we'll see what it turns into. But people don't have the attention span for these long-running shows anymore. I think this, these are the last of the dinosaurs, and it's a big deal. It was funny how I've ended it, but now it feels like I'm having to reprocess it again. And I'm missing it and sad again, you know, because this <laughs> is when it aired. You know, I'd rather uh, say I have to go to the bathroom and run away. <laughs> right, cut it short. You have to lose it twice. <laughs> yeah, I have to do this again for fuck's sake. It's like, it's like the end of He-Man where it's like, well, don't say goodbye, say good journey. But yours is, yeah, I have to go yeah, to the bathroom, yeah. bye. Just go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm, I go to the bartender. I order two shots of tequila for everybody and run away. Right, right, right. It's it's, it's what yeah, Dolph yeah. Lundgren should have used in, in that movie. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> bye. Yes. <laughs> I get you though. I was thinking of Rachel in time because Rachel and I have the same disease. I was like having this thing where like, uh, oh, I don't really want to do this episode. I don't really want to record this episode because I'm like, oh, because then I have to yeah, see. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because oh, wait till the end. We're not even on right now, but wait till the end because <laughs> one of us at least is going to be a huge mess, and it's probably going to be me. Well, I, I, I won't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna escape before. I'm gonna escape before that. <laughs> well, before you say no. skedaddle, we're gonna actually go live and show the people why. Why we're late. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. We're, we're just it. recording right now, but <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But let's let's turn it over to the and then you, and they could say hi and bye and then I can show them what what we're talking about or something. I appreciate you uh, truly. I, I love you. You're part of our family. You're part of our experience. Know that you mean a lot to a lot of us. It's cool. We create for ourselves so that we can be creators and, and know that we're not leaving anything out on the table. But it's so nice to create on a show successful enough that you get a band of family members that you feel like you're resonating to and and that what you're doing is is worth it. So it's it's really it's beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. A, what you said 
earlier about that we get it and then you look forward to looking at that's more than I could ever hope for too because the whole reason was to kind of say hey wait I like this and I like talking about how I like this even though there you know there may be some people who don't like this and I'm like well no this and I'm not trying to convince anybody I'm just trying to say well maybe if you look at this and you look at that maybe you'll think a little differently about it yeah you all you all think like fil- filmmakers and it's it's really it's, it's really nice you know? I never thought that until way way later like oh and I'm well, you, at you, you especially you break things down so deep on a filmic level oh you should be making films yeah david is the deep or writing or doing something <laughs> i'm a slave to the story at the very least ever since i started getting into the actual film craft because i had to be able to show people what that's about and like oh this is why they did it this way i'm a dummy so listen to me <laughs> yeah but you're not you. and, uh, yeah it's cool you feel that way about yourself but you're not you're so highly intelligent <laughs> and you really you really do see it you see intention that's a hard thing to do to watch story and then also still be running that other filter where you can you're breaking down the filmic to- choices while watching story i feel like they're almost separate hemispheres of the brain you know in a lot of ways oh yeah. my god yeah and, and it's a tough balancing act too especially what you wholeheartedly embrace too so here's what i'm going to do we're going to take a pause because i'm going to actually do the intro yeah you should probably you should probably do your show <laughs> and then you can say hi to everybody at the very least because nobody's heard this so far what if you don't do it at all and we just talk for an hour i'm <laughs> tempted i'm sincerely right. tempted i wanted to pre-record the show because of how carefully i wanted to because obviously it's the last one before we go live mikey i just want to say uh i have a spinoff idea i'm gonna run by you later <laughs> <laughs> okay cool <laughs> i'm cool you guys all know how to contact me anyway so yeah. mm. i'm guessing it involves uh, june uh, <laughs> no oh, yeah. well, then i'm in then i'm in you know i'm in yeah, yeah of course. We do. No, i'll do it then i'd you be do. down for a june right. and carol spinoff <laughs> Oh my God. Well, that'd be my dream. I'm working on the script now. We've already <laughs> talked about that, you know, like Jenna and I have before. Ooh, that yeah. sounds good. I think June and Carol yeah. need to get together and open an orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. no. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Yes. We'll get it right this <laughs> My <time>. two moms. <laughs> My two moms. Yeah, we'll just call it my oh, two moms. God. My two moms. My, my two moms. Why wouldn't you call oh, it? Man. Nah, me dos madres. <laughs> yeah, okay, we could call it. <laughs> Murderes. Yeah, I like that. We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And today I'm here with a very special guest. You may know him as Satro88 on Instagram. <laughs> Used to be, at least. <laughs> Michael Satrazimus, executive producer, director, the man himself, the operator in chief. How are you today? I'm doing really well. Trying to process the end. I know we've spoken a little bit about it. It was important to come here just to celebrate you. That was the sole intention here. Was to celebrate the bond that we formed through your ability to dig deep into filmmaking and our attentions and for me to, to resonate with how amazing it is to create and you know, really see everything that you're creating and really feel it and see your intentions. And I was not going to miss this moment. Well, so I'm happy to be here. What's great about what you just said right now is you said all of it before we even went live and I was like well is he going to do this again because I don't really that's <laughs> kind of putting him out a little bit but then he did do it again and I'm like what? now I'm even more what? nervous than before <laughs> what if we just don't say anything and you play the first 15 minutes of our conversation back and we just <laughs> 
we could try to lip sync to it. Like if, when I'm talking, I could try to remember what I'm saying. And, and then that, exactly. That I'm saying it. Yeah. And I'm, and be that the world's be worst, worst actor. Well, I, I definitely will be because we we spoke quite a bit, but at least ten minutes or something like that. So I will make this available yeah. in a in a shorter excerpt uh, somewhere, probably tomorrow or the day after, <laughs> just so everybody can bask in the glory that is you, and also praising us, which uh. I don't hate at all. That's kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't terrible. I just, I just think it's also important that you're thanked. This doesn't go unnoticed. You know, when you're on a successful show, you try to ignore the highs and the lows, everything. You put your head down and you try to create. It's a survival thing and you have your own work ethic. You have your own propel. But when your show's successful and you have this group of individuals that starts to really see what you're doing and starts to dig deep and see, they're grabbing at decisions that you made. Sometimes you made things on the fly and you're like, this is going to go totally unnoticed. And a lot of the decisions we make we feel as creators we're doing it for ourselves we have to because we want to keep adding more truth to the story you know i mean it's a lie that we we try very hard to make 100 percent the truth till the all the emotions are felt where you know where i'm in charge of, of creating emotions that's my job at the core element and when you start seeing that there's this group of individuals that seems to be very intelligent and seeing things on a on a filmmaking level and it matters we do notice it we have had conversations about it i have tried to send love here and there wherever I can but normally I'm just trying to live survive through creating and leave everything out on the table I didn't want to miss this chance just to celebrate you so which makes your compliment that much more deeply felt because hey you could be taking a couple shots chasing with a couple of beers after this you've done your (laughs) job a year ago already I appreciate you coming out and even just taking time to first of all praise us we should be praising you guys for really sticking it out eight seasons the odds between COVID the reboot you know years ago you had so many challenges along the way and like you said you do your best to keep your head down do the work and especially you michael who you basically asked for this and they said oh you ask you're asking for this okay well here's a whole series take it it's yours <laughs> which it kind of goes to the beginning of our conversation you had said basically that something to the effect of okay it's one thing to be in a collaborative environment you were a camera operator you directed some episodes but it's kind of like well now i have to give up a lot of what i was doing to other people and it's a collaborative effort and it's like well it's well i don't know if i want to trust everybody with with this beautiful baby that has a lot riding on it you guys kept going you kept keeping your head down you kept trusting the right people along the way and you know it certainly paid off in this challenging world which is another thing you mentioned earlier where television is evolving and audiences attention spans are quite low we're here we made it we're past the finish line and we're going to be feeling this for a, a while because my turn to freight praise you this is the show that really brought all of us together. It's one thing to say The Walking Dead. Obviously, The Walking Dead. Those episodes have way more views and way way more listens. However, the people that we really, really interact with, I'm dead serious. The people that we regularly bond with at conventions or people that we would consider family. And we do. It's the Fear of the Walking Dead family. And well, we're not just talking about the cast. I'm talking about the fans too, but of course the cast too. He's already okay. crying. Yeah. Oh, but it, listen, I, I love, <laughs> okay, I love that all of you, I always felt that you were separated, but then I saw that you're all choosing to hang out through your highs and lows of life. Yeah. When somebody's down, you're all there for each other. Again, like I said, we stalk you from afar. I know a lot more about you guys and, and how you are. I mean, it's what the internet will let me know, but, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we don't not see it. Beautiful, Karen. 
caring to each other. It means more you're, I don't give a shit about a compliment or, you know, a bag from from an asshole. I, don't, I just don't care. You know, I mean, if you want to be one of those people that hide behind the internet and say shitty things or, or say really great things or feed me scripts and tell me how great of an actor you are, I mean, I've gotten it all. But you guys you have created a family through the show and some of our intentions, but you've also created like these beautiful friendships where you're so good to each other <laughs> through the highs and the lows. Even again, if we disagree, like, I don't too. have a lot of time yeah. to dig around, but I, it's hard to not notice. Again, that's why I'm here now. That means everything to me. Try to make you it cry. Really does. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's one of us. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead literally changed my life. And I've said this before. Oh. The first episode I ever watched was Laura and it just hooked me. It was such a beautiful love story and oh so beautifully shot and acted from that one episode i have made this incredible family of friends like you said we all help each other out we're all there for each other and that's not going to end just because the shows have ended we're always going to be a family no i'm looking for other stories F- it. i'm going to make another story that you guys like hey we're not going to stop <laughs> <laughs> We're looking for excuses to stay together. That's the thing. I got an idea. It's coming your way. <laughs> okay, June. It, you know, I'm not. John Dory has a twin yeah. named Dom Dory. It's anyway. Don Dory. It's Don Dory. No, it's we uh, spoke. Dom it's D- <laughs> Dominic. Yes. Anyway, no, we had a sister as Don Dory. D A W. Oh, that's Don Dory. You're right. I thought that was his, her mother. His mother. Anyway, yeah, that wasn't it. <laughs> Mikey, thank you for um being one of the instrumental people and in bringing us all together again it was a, this was a journey about trying to learn about myself and to find who i was to myself you know i'd been on the walking dead and started as a camera operator well i was the director of photography for more episodes of the walking dead than anybody and then moved into directing and when i knew that that was going to be my full-time thing i had said that this was going to be it i was happy to direct but i didn't have a full-time job i was going to leave and when scott gimple had said hey what about trying to uh move over to fear and take on a, a larger role and try to reinvent something and recreate it took the job to just learn about myself yeah reinventing yourself reinventing fear this has been a such a beautiful experience because you know you you know that you're gonna lay yourself out you're just gonna jump off the cliff and you may find out that you can't do it you may fail and and you may find out you can't try to create a culture and there's a lot of kind of bigger ideas that i wanted to bring there but what i thought filmmaking could be as all of us together and it was getting rid of egos and being selfless and so there was a lot of experimentation in the experience and at some point I was definitely free falling without a parachute and it was a really beautiful experience and, and Laura I mean that episode to me they always wanted me to do mid-season finales and the beginnings and all these things and I always wanted the bottles so I wanted the small well they're not small episodes they're smaller character episodes I just wanted the movies I wanted the films I wanted beginnings and endings and complete things where I could shoot filmically and not have to trim time and abbreviate everything and f*** up my cutting pattern because I have an A and a B and a C and a little part piece of a D story and you know just some of those things like it's not that I don't like the big ones I, I love them but you know the Laura's those bottles those kind of things that's why I create I create to create those sorts of stories and that was pitched to me maybe the day after I came in for the meeting and I thought they just wanted me to direct I didn't think they wanted me to produce and direct like I only found out in my meeting with Ian and Andrew and Scott was meant to be there and 
didn't even show up and he didn't actually tell me. So I was at some point they were talking to me about things and I was like, wait a minute, guys, what is this job for? Yeah, I thought you guys just want me to like start off the season. And they're like, what? No, no, no you're, you're going to be the producer director. And I was like, oh, well, I wish somebody would have told me, you know, before I sat down, I would have thought of some cooler things to say other than, you know, but uh, I came in very truthfully and just really tried to hire beautiful people that I wanted to create with and elevate everything and just learn about myself. And in the end, I got a family of people and we lived through the highs and lows and just seeing how shows that go out and, and you created your own family, you know, and not that I feel responsible for that. You did that on your own, grabbing any show, but I am flattered that you bonded over our material and, and what we did. And then also you are a really smart group of people that saw our intentions. You didn't run away. You didn't, <laughs> no, matter, no matter what, you never bailed out on us, you know, nope. right to the end. I'm going to tell you a story. When we first started out, we started out in season eight of The Walking Dead. And now we're in season eight of Fear of the Walking Dead, which is this weird full circle, by the way. And part of it was we walked into season four. I was with somebody completely different, a friend of mine from way back. And we started this podcast together and she saw fear. She got yay far, really far into in season four. And she was like, eh, I don't want to. And I was doing it by myself by the end episode. And it was this flashpoint. And I knew that something had to change. First of all, the format had to change a little bit from recapping everything to going into some of the more deeper themes, like you said. And so this is kind of like going to your comp. Well, first of all, your incredible compliment. But B, it also made it so that I could change the way we did things. I started having guest hosts on. That's how we got Rachel over there with the pink hair. This crazy one over yeah. here, Cosmom09. Yeah. And then, you know, we invited other podcasters and we, and we, and I said, you know what? Why can't this be something where we each have a voice and we each have a stake and, and we have a point of view and maybe we can have this thing where we can talk about something you may not agree about it. And if you, you say you watch the episode, but most often we don't agree on much. We often land on feelings, but we don't often land on opinions. This is what I wanted to build. I wanted to build a space where we can talk about something, joke about something, but also land on, hey, I don't hate you because you like this and I don't and I don't like this or, or whatever it is. And it's usually me that likes this. So I'm playing myself right now. Because <laughs> so, I always want to be I want to be the guy that says this is well, think about it because this is something you might like. Like you say, I always try to get the intentions of what was trying to be set. But why it's so great that I have folks like Sharon D and Rachel and Bridget with all their different personality quirks. And this is how we got here. We got here because I didn't give up. And B, yeah. I found the people who didn't want to be argumentative or didn't want to give up on something when things got tough. And so I can credit you with that. And I'm very stubborn. I'm very stubborn. <laughs> so I don't give up on yeah, things very so easily. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that too. Yeah. Because you had to. You were, you were dropped into the saddle and they said, go. And you're like, oh, me? Oh, oh, I'm just, I'm doing basically most of this? Uh, all right, cool. Let's go. But I'm glad you did. I'm glad you stuck it through. I'm glad you figured out even the visual voice of the show that mellowed over time or evolved over time. That was really cool to watch. Yeah, it was all experimenting. That first season, when I went in, in season four, they said, you can't be you. And I was like, what, what do you mean by that? And they're like, you can't be the walking dead. You've established all that and you can't do you. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I can't, I don't know. How, how am I going to not do me? Be a deeper you. <laughs> And I was like, what am I always upset about? Like, what part of filmmaking should I use this as an experimentation to play around with? Composition and your edit, they're best friends. And that's how you tell the story. When when you move in for a close-up, when you actually move the camera, you know, and push in. And when you do these things, because that is storytelling. What's more powerful, this extreme close-up, you know, a Brad Pitt crying, talking about never doing this again, or a shot of a vista, there's the lone tree and, you know, 50 feet overhead of the, and Brad Pitt's 
naked uh, at the bottom of the tree trembling and you can only hear him crying and there's no dialogue and there's no story like what's more powerful and the answer is always going to be that image of the tree because you know it's a, it's a lone giant empowering life 300 years old and you've shrunk this man to the size of nothing and he's new there's so many layers of why it's more powerful and that is in composition that is in why a painting some of the greatest paintings is one frame and they will always be more powerful than anything we do and we shoot 24 frames a second 24 pictures a second we need to pay attention to that so that's why you don't see the camera move in season four because i said we're not moving the camera and we're going to start blocking the scenes to frames and i'm going to force us all to care more uh, and about the images and to be very 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 specific about the cuts and where they're going and moving the actors from the wide shot into their own close-up and then they turn around and then you're into the over and we'll see we'll see if i still have a job at the end of the season <laughs> but no matter what i'm gonna learn whether i can even do it and that was one of the toughest things to do so very tough to police at the very beginning i don't need to get into that too much but it, you know it's, it's great to buy into that cameraman 100 adam and court were just bought in amazing another guest directing it's just tough you know what i mean and, and I, I had a lot of people that it changed a lot it divided the room 100 but we really tried to lock into it and it was an exercise that i thought was really beautiful and it's filmic and what it does is forces you to, to increase the scope to shoot a little more cinematic and then we evolved over the years because even as a creator loving that I, I got bored with it I wanted to move the camera so I made another rule in another season like we can start pushing in but that camera moves it better be increasing the emotional value you better be on the right line of dialogue and you better be driving in on that so you accentuate the end of that sentence and you're driving it home it's just it's a forceful thing if it doesn't increase the emotions you're not allowed to do it and then I was like well with act ins and act outs and you kind of loosen it but what I think it did was it was an exercise in revisiting cinema and, and how important it is you know and how important the technical aspects of things are because they can all increase the emotions it doesn't listen you have to have a great story period that's it great story wins I've seen more horrible looking movies that were amazing and I've seen very few amazing looking movies with no story you know, like, because I don't watch them but if you can get them both in line you can really do something special they let me play and let go and I just wanted to keep testing a little bit no matter what I've thought about other things on the show sometimes I've always thought the cinematography was beautiful just gorgeous every time it's a testament to the cameraman that I got to bring in and we're very big in the collaboration of things and we spoke not in styles styles is such bullshit because a style it's like you tell the story you know the story tells you how to shoot things it was a language you know a filmic language and I was lucky enough to convince really amazing talented cameramen to come in and bring their best that we would support them and we would invent our language and talk about our language and we would get to shoot our language you know I mean television you can talk a lot about things and then when you start rolling it's just like fucking survive <laughs> there's too many places in the world that are at war so I don't want to compare it to war anymore because we don't die but it's grueling and it becomes this kind of every man for himself and all all those beautiful conversations and prep go away because you know it's a survival but you can build a place where everyone holds tight to that and we don't let go of the beauty and it's about prepping and trusting and it's very important that everyone becomes of the same mind and you work that in advance and then you can let everybody run 
and divide and conquer because you're all operating from the same filmmaker brain. You know, we all become one superhuman filmmaker. We're all dysfunctional weirdos when we separate. You're like locked in formation. Together, we can transform into into a pretty good filmmaker. (laughs) We form Voltron, the filmmaker. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of like that. (laughs) Except it was like the the second generation where it was like a hundred different Voltron things. I don't know if you remember that. It was like Voltron in space. Anyway, whatever. No, Dave, no. We're all old enough, right? We're all old enough. Nerd. <laughs> Thomas asked a really good question, so I'd, I'd like O'Mara. to go and read it. Yes. One, also happy it's birthday, his birthday, Thomas. So happy birthday, Thomas. <laughs> he asked, with all the cast members that directed, how different was that to have to sort all of that out with everybody that was coming in and, and directing different episodes? Or have we lost him? Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> See, Thomas, you Thomas, broke Michael. Thomas broke him. You broke, broke Michael E. Satrazimus. <laughs> you know what the worst part about it is? He might still be able to hear us, but we can't hear him or see that his face has changed from this this face. <laughs> oh, so. I just have a black oh, screen. And there it is. Oh, and he's, he's gone. gone. Oh. And just like a shooting star, Michael E. Satrazimus, <laughs> executive producer, director, visual language storyteller, left the building. Oh, no. Oh, uh, yeah, if you can hear me, my Wi-Fi went out. Oh, no. Uh, my internet went out. Did you guys at least? Uh, no, it went out in the middle of the podcast. It's okay. Yeah, it was. It's okay. It went out. Yeah. Huh? No. I mean, they're live. So. All right, I, I, get a, I guess I'll just get a VA. No bummer. <laughs>